Hello and welcome to this podcast produced by the Northern Region of the University and College Union. My name is John Bryan and we're recording this podcast just two weeks after the Prime Minister announced another national lockdown in January 2021. In England, we must therefore go into a national lockdown which is tough enough to contain this variant. That means the government is once again instructing you to stay at home. You may only leave home for limited reasons permitted in law, such as to shop for essentials, to work if you absolutely cannot work from home, to exercise, to seek medical assistance, such as getting a COVID test, or to escape domestic abuse. The full details of what you can and can't do will be available at gov.uk forward slash coronavirus. If you are clinically extremely vulnerable, we're advising you to begin shielding again and you will shortly receive a letter about what this means for you. And because we now have to do everything we possibly can to stop the spread of the disease, primary schools, secondary schools and colleges across England must move to remote provision from tomorrow, except for vulnerable children and the children of key workers. During the lockdown, early year settings remain open nationally to all, providing vital early education and childcare. Schools will be open too for those vulnerable children and the children of critical workers. Those at university will predominantly study online, although there are a small number of exceptions, including those studying medicine, healthcare and education. And welcome though this latest lockdown is, and I'm very conscious of the real challenges that parents are facing with their children at home. We are far better placed to cope with it than we were last March. We are now better prepared to deliver online learning. This is an important step forward in supporting children to make the progress with their education that they so desperately need, and we'll also do what we can to help their parents. There we had the Education Secretary, Gavin Williamson, saying that the government will do what we can to help parents and carers with homeschooling and working from home in these difficult circumstances. Now, the Coronavirus Job Retention Scheme, or the furlough scheme, which at the start of the pandemic was designed as a business continuity measure and a way of employers avoiding redundancies before we return to what you might say is normal business. But recent changes to the scheme broaden its purpose and allow for its use to respond to the demands of homeschooling as a result of school closures under the current lockdown restrictions. The relevant guidance is on the www.gov.uk website. But if this is something that you are thinking about, 
we do advise that you speak to your union rep at your university or college to get some guidance on getting what you want from the furlough scheme. Now, here we have Francis O'Grady talking about the furlough scheme and also talking about the difficulties that working parents have with the current situation. This was recorded from Politics Live on the BBC in the second week of January. Here she is talking about issues facing working parents. Back in September, the TUC did a survey that showed uh, that one in six women were cutting their hours and therefore pay because of the uh, nursery closures and uh, school closures they were facing. So it was women bearing the brunt. And it's really important that the government reminds employers that look, we need maximum flexibility during this time. And in many cases, decent employers and unions have come up with agreements to provide that flexibility. But if all else fails, the furlough scheme does cover working parents who have lost childcare. So we need to hit get the government communicating that to employers more strongly. You can use the furlough scheme. So at least uh, women in particular have some money in their pockets and some flexibility in terms of work and childcare. Now, the union has put out a whole series of new advice and new briefings for our members and representatives, which you can find on our website, ucu.org.uk slash coronavirus. If you look on there, there is new advice on critical worker status, both in FE and HE, and in different parts of the United Kingdom. You can also find a briefing there for our representatives on long COVID, as well as updated COVID-19 guidance for branches, which we advise people to look at. Now, in this episode of the podcast, I'm speaking to my colleague, Joyce McAndrew, on a whole range of these things. And if you have queries, please do check out our website, but also get in touch with your local UCU representative at your college or university, or get in touch with the regional office if necessary. We're talking about critical workers, furlough for working parents and carers, and the impact of the closure of schools and the changes to education in the coming weeks and months. I speak to Joyce now, and welcome to the podcast, Joyce. Hi, Joyce. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you, John. Hello. And uh, I just want to talk to you, first of all, about some of the changes that are happening in further and higher education in relation to the latest lockdown, lockdown three. And there's been a lot of discussion around critical worker status and how in both universities and colleges that's changed from previous years. Could you just tell us about your understanding about critical worker status and what that means at the moment? So without sort of going through exactly what the definition of it is, um, critical workers are those in health and social care um, uh, and, you know, other workers who, who, you know, are required. But it also includes education workers. 
um, which, which encompasses uh, uh, lecturers in both FE and DHE. And I mean, it's a little bit strange, isn't it? Because when you look at some of what the Department for Education have been saying, they've said, well, this was the case last year, but obviously no one really took up that offer you know, to clarify it and to send your children to school because a clear advice in March 2020 was stay at home, don't send your kids to school unless unless there's an absolute necessity. And there does seem to be a difference now as to what organisations are saying about critical worker status. Yes, and um, I think that that has been borne out by the increased numbers in schools um, uh, and, and I think uh, that's partly because it is a, a different time of the year. Um, I, and I guess, you know, uh, a lot has been learned since last March. Um, and they are now expecting uh, staff, certainly in further education and in um, compulsory education, to continue teaching to a timetable, which wasn't the case in, in March. Um, we, we know that the DFE is going to come up with some more guidance on uh, remote learning and their expectations of that. But it is clear that um, there is more expectation that it, it, it's like business as usual, except you'll be teaching remotely. And that's a real concern for a number of our members because um, March the 20th, 2020, last year, there was a kind of clear cutoff that everything that was done up until that point would be what assessment would be based on. And now no one really knows, you know, the government are still deciding about what to do. That's right. That's so, right. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows. Um, you know, how people are going to achieve, how students are going to achieve um, and and how the um, institutions are going to be judged. Um, yes, yeah. a very complex situation. Although exams are the fairest way we have of assessing what a student knows, the impact of this pandemic now means that it is not possible to have these exams this year. I can confirm that GCSEs, A-levels and AS-level exams will not go ahead this summer. This year we're going to put our trust in teachers rather than algorithms. My son would be really pleased... If parents feel their child's school is not providing suitable remote education, they should first raise their concerns with uh, the teacher or head teacher and failing that report the matter to Ofsted. I mean, I think I was quite amused when Gavin Williamson, the education secretary, said, I think particularly of schools, that if you've got a complaint about the remote offering that you're given, get in touch with Ofsted. And then there was a kind of stream of um, uh, non-complaints. I think a lot of people praising what schools were doing at the time um, to Ofsted because, you know, they weren't, parents and carers weren't particularly happy about being asked to 
you know, tell the Department for Education of where schools weren't performing very well. Yeah. Um, but to get back to this issue of critical sure. worker status, um, because, you know, there, there will be some people who, and there'll be some institutions who will be saying, well, you are a critical worker. You must get your children to school. And here's a letter from us as the college or university telling you that you are a critical worker. I mean, is it the case that people have to send your child to school? And, and what, what are we kind of telling parents and carers about this situation? Well, uh, I mean, it's clear that the government um, advice on their publications on critical worker um, specifically say um, that you should keep your child at home if you can. So um, that is, you know, what what the, the, the government is advising. And, um, you know, it, it, that, that's part of the, the whole stay at home guidance. It's about trying to reduce the number of contacts that people have in order to re reduce the infection rates and, uh, you know, get, get the, the, the figures down. So the overriding advice is to, to work from home if you can and keep your children at home. Um, now, that isn't necessarily... Um, happening in all of our institutions um, in one of our colleges East Durham College um, they have asked all teaching staff apart from those who are clinically extremely vulnerable to attend work um, and to continue their remote teaching from the college or um, it, that might also include some face-to-face -face work where vulnerable students and uh, students of critical workers um, are attending on site. So in that instance, the college sent out a letter to everyone to say that, you know, they, they were confirming that they were critical workers so that they could send their children to school. And that's quite unusual, isn't it? Because every other college that I know of in the region, and we're talking about the northern region here, the default position is to stay at home and to teach or work from home rather than actually come into the college. So it seems a kind of reverse situation at East Durham it is, College. It is. So the, 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 I'm not aware of any other college in the region who's doing that. I don't know of any college who sent out letters uh, specifically, I mean, it may be that they provide letters if people ask for them, um, but uh, I'm not aware of um, any college sending out letters saying, you know, send your children to school. And the 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 issue around that is about, you know, trying to reduce community um, infection. So a number of our members will be classified as having critical worker status, which I know is the new way of talking about a key worker status. It's just a government change of definition, really. But obviously, there will be some people who will be saying to themselves, 
I'm not sure I want to send my child to school. What would you say about that? I mean, what do you think the central message that we should be saying to our members around the issue of, you know, should you occupy a space for a critical worker at school? Well, I think it, it very much depends on, um, you know, what what your um, job is. Um, and there will be some of our members who can't do their role at home. And if they have children, I guess, then that 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 is going to uh, create a difficulty unless um, they could um, agree uh, with their employer to, um, for them to 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 use the furlough scheme. And that's the change, isn't it? Because the fur I know the TUC have been calling for the furlough scheme to be available for working parents with school aged children. And I mean, the TUC actually had some survey research out early this week, which was showing that. I think 70% of parents who had asked for furlough were actually denied it, which was clearly a real difficulty for those people who have got school-aged children. What's the advice that we're giving to our members around furlough? There'll be some people who have been furloughed already and you know may well be thinking that they're going to be furloughed again in the next couple of months. Have we got any specific advice about what we would be saying to either branches or members around the issue of furlough for working parents with school-aged children? Well, I think that the, the, the important thing is if um, a, a member of staff wants to be furloughed or even furloughed part-time, it, it, it's to make clear that they are wanting that because they have children at home. So that that's the important thing. And we talk about flexible furlough, I know, that you can do, which means that, because I suppose some people might think, actually, I don't want to stop working full time. I want to continue doing part of my job. And there is that option to have a flexible furlough where you might work part of the day or part of the week. And for the rest of the time, you're furloughed so that you can help your children yes. and take on homeschooling responsibilities. Yes. And of course, the important thing would be to ensure that you do get full pay and no loss of status for, for being on furlough. So that that's really important for, for, for members. Um, but of course, that'll be something that branches would take up, I'm sure. So what we're saying about furlough at the moment then in relation to parents and carers who have got homeschooling responsibilities or childcare or caring responsibilities, we're saying ask for furlough, make sure it's clear that why you're asking for it, try and get it to be flexible furlough rather than being off work totally and on full furlough, make sure that you get full pay. Is that what we're saying, Joyce? Yes, if that's the only option, but it it may be worth um, initially trying to negotiate with the employer just just for flexible working, um, if if that would um, suffice. So um, a, a number of employers have said, um, you know, we understand if people have caring responsibilities, 
um, that they they might not be able to do as much as they might otherwise do. So it's whether or not there's there's already that that flexibility, um, and, and it's only if that's not possible um, that people might want to then explore the furlough option. Thanks for listening to this episode produced by the Northern Region of the University and College Union. You can find us in pretty much any podcast app. So don't forget to like, favourite or subscribe so you never miss any of our episodes. Simply search UCU Northern Region in the podcast app that you use. Don't forget we're also on Twitter at UCU Northern And you can find all of the information that we've talked about on the national UCU website, ucu.org.uk. Check out our latest information and advice and guidance on COVID-19, including definitions of critical worker and how furlough might be able to help you in the current lockdown situation. Also, talk to your union representative if you need advice. And if you or other people need to know how to find out how to join UCU, go to ucu.org.uk slash join. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share this episode and tell others about this podcast. Mm-hmm.